Hi, you're listening to a side quest, a video games podcast for people too busy to play video games. I'm Dave Rupert. I'm Yon Huang. And I'm Zach. And I'm Zach. That's good. Uh, hey, um, uh, breaking news here at the news desk. We uh, just had a blizzard come through. Uh, Yon, could you please uh, update us on the blizzard? Uh, BlizzCon Connor. Blizzard Connor. Well, the forecast, future forecast shows that there are new games coming out, coming from the world of Blizzard. Sorry, that was terrible on my part, but there's a BlizzCon. Blizzard is a big big gaming company, Activision Blizzard. They had a big conference with like tens of thousands of people, it seems like. Maybe it's only thousands, but anyway, so new games. And specifically, I think this week we're going to talk about uh, Diablo 4, which y'all like to play Diablo, so I'm very interested to hear your thoughts. And Overwatch 2, uh, which I think... Uh, I am very much excited to talk about, but uh, Jan, tell us about Diablo 4. Well, I'm pretty excited about Diablo 4. I've been waiting for um, for this announcement for quite some time now, only because, um, you know, Diablo 3, a game that, you know, Zach and I are still playing to this day, is a pretty old game. I mean, it came out in 2012, and, uh, and this is... Um, um, everything that they announce, like, um, whether it's like, um, whether it's the new classes, they announced some new classes, uh, the first three classes, actually, they announced the, the sorceress, the barbarian and the druid. And, um, and those besides the barbarian, I never played the other two classes. So I'm pretty excited. Just the, the idea of just playing two different, you know, types of heroes now. So um, besides that, um, it looks like a game that they're going back to their roots. Um, it, it's, they're going back to where it's like really dark and broody and, and, um, and even the art style looks really grim. And, and I think they're trying to get like players from Diablo 2 excited again because Diablo 3 was kind of, um, I don't know what the art style would say. I would say, um, a little bit more cartoony. Would you agree, Zach? Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely like not as strictly uh, gothic and grim. Uh, I think there were some complaints about the early artwork about it being a little too rainbowy, which I thought was it's interesting. I think they kind of ended up like uh, making fun of themselves a little bit with that uh, hidden that hidden treasure <laughs> level. Oh yeah, the unicorn um, level, the unicorn mm-hmm. level. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely it definitely has like. Uh, Diablo three has kind of like, yeah, I don't c- colorful make, make seems seem so generic, but it doesn't seem as washed out or grim or. Uh, well, the original broken. fans, they when when they first saw Diablo three, they were like, oh, this there's colors in this in our in the palace, you know, and the, and they were just not happy about it. So but it seems it seems like I'm just looking at screenshots. It seems very much like in in the generation of world of warcraft like the original one or even hearthstone it seems like those kind of colors am i totally off it, it, like I, I don't know i think that was the idea the idea when when diablo 3 came out there like blizzard had a certain look to their games whether it's starcraft 2 or you know wow at the time and um, I think they were just trying to make it all consistent across the board. Mm. And but what they didn't realize is that oh, Diablo two so um, Diablo three is supposed to have a more darker look, and um, a, there was a lot of backlash on that. So mm. so they're back to basics. Everything. I mean, I looked at this. I looked at some screenshots. I'm like, man, everything looks gray and brown. Yeah. So it's very <laughs> early Quake color palette. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, dirt. Grage, grage, <laughs> grage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, different great twenty grages. Oh, but oh, one an, another thing um, that that's in this game that's not from three is that there's it's a shared open world. So um, you know, I think um, these these maps are now designed to have more than just um, the traditional four player setup. I think um, I think there was one report saying like. Um, they were going to have a big like raid system. So you can have like, I don't know, maybe 16 heroes go up against like a super boss. 
So that's something that's not in three. And it, that almost has the, um, the, I don't know, like a mechanics, let's say from destiny where you do a raid with your friends and try to take down a monster and get like really good loot. So that's actually a new mechanic that, 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 sh- that will breathe some life into this game. Seems um, like the fun part of world of Warcraft without all the grinding, like you just do the raids. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. I think they, so. It'll be definitely, it'll be like lower, uh, lower investment threshold for that. I mean, like even doing the like public events, like they're going to have, which are also some similarly are modeled on that, like destiny or wow thing. sort of like, I forgot they called like the persistent world model. Like it's, it you'll get that same fun of doing something challenging in more of a casual pickup way. And that's cool. Like if you've played destiny or you've played the division or uh, any, any games that have been like kind of built on that, on those bones, this, it seems like this is a good, a good progression for uh, Diablo. That's I, I mean, do you think I should, jump in here or do i need to play diablo 3 to get diablo 4 there's i mean from my perspective like there's not going to be that much myth stuff that isn't easy to pick up from like a video so like the like the main villain they i don't know if you watched the cinematic but like the the main villain they're kind of keeping with uh the daughter of darkness which is uh kind of interesting um who is the the main antagonist in D3. Uh, and now I think, I, I know they didn't say his name out loud, but I think the old man who's the narrator is a relative of Kane, Tucker Kane, because he is, uh, he is uh, no longer with us by the end of uh, Diablo 3. Sorry for the spoilers. Sorry for the spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, you had 12 years to play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, I couldn't um, wait any longer. You yeah. just, uh, I just went ahead and said it. That's fine. It's probably my fault. But uh, yeah, I mean, it looks good. Um, And yeah, uh, Jan, to your point, I think that them introducing the uh, druid and the sorceress as the as the other two uh, starting classes really does like harken back to uh, the D two fandom because sorceress and the barbarian were original D two starters, and then the druid Mm -hmm. was, I think, in an expansion. And I don't know. It's like kind of it's. Yeah, like I think it's kind of cool that they're like trying to bridge that gap that I think they they obviously like the fan base definitely felt like was divided, but Dave to respond directly to your point, I don't I don't think you need to, but like like you should come over to Jan's place or mine and we should do like three four people on Switch Diablo is uh totally fun. It's just Smash TV with magic. So if you okay. it's just like slightly ungrim D&D. You know, I, 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 I don't know why I've never played it. I think I do know why. Actually, I had a weird roommate that played it a bunch uh, in co- my freshman year of college. Um, <laughs> Did but, he drop out of school because of Diablo? Yeah, he he like <laughs> literally quit like Everything. going to school, calling his parents, like poops his pants. It was a long. It's a long story, y'all. Uh, <laughs> but but this. This uh, uh, person uh, didn't uh, just wasn't equipped, didn't have the tools for college, and uh, uh, like went on like two week benders on Diablo and had to drop out. So, um, whoops. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, the uh, um, no, but I like so I I like that old game Gauntlet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, you, do you know what the arcade yes, game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Nintendo too, but um, I feel like this is the successor to that, and I should like it because it's just whatever four people crawl in a dungeon. Yeah, that that is the main of the game. But I'm not like so much a a, a button mash like like a smasher. What, what are those games? There's a genre for that. A button masher is that what's the genre? Yeah. But, you could say it's a button masher, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, it could, you could. Uh, what is that called? There's a, yeah, you're right. There's like a special specific name for like those uh, kind of like smash the punch button type games. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, th- I mean, you know, with has... certain with certain heroes, it feels like you're playing a shooter. Actually, you know, kind of like geometry, <laughs> like you're just running geometry around, wars. just yeah, yeah, just geometry wars. Yeah, just like aiming at stuff <laughs> and shooting things down. But I don't, I don't know, Dave. Like, are you big on inventory management? <laughs> Ooh, no, not at all. That's how it works. And so that's like my that, job. I think that's the, the, um, that might be the problem. That's the thing. I mean, we're we're gamers, and and we're we're too busy to play other games. But but inventory made. I feel like when I'm playing Diablo three, I'm in. I'm just organizing my inventory. Probably, probably sixty five percent of the game of the session. So it's like you 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 do a run into like like they have what in Diablo three. There's an adventure mode where. You run into a, a dungeon and try to eliminate like a certain amount of, of enemies, and then when you're done, you, you have check to do to see your what taxes, you and then you have to. <laughs> is it like that? Sounds, well, sounds great. Yeah, well, yeah, and so if you really have to like inventory management and, and to deal with deal like find you know sorting through trash to find your your best weapon or and read every little thing i mean i think eventually with some practice or after a while you realize what you are looking for you, you notice that you you know what you're looking for but at the, again you're still just going through stuff throwing away um, crafting you know stuff like that so you have to really like that if if you want to give diablo 4 a shot okay all right well uh, i mean i don't know i guess like if it's that thing it's like dungeons and dragons i guess you know it's like if you if you accept like okay i am in this world like you want to learn about everything right but i don't know there's a fine line where it can just feel like work you know it's like oh okay i have to like know the background of everything or whatever you know Uh, so yeah there's not a big I don't think there's a big lore uptake and the game, all the games do a good job of like onboarding you really quickly into the basics. Like they kind of introduce you to all the key play, all the key people, the key figures in, in that realm, like right away. Mm-hmm. So there's not like, you're not going to have to like, there's it's not, not like, huge, like, yeah, there's not a big like cognitive load for, the Diablo series. All you need to know is that the Lord of Darkness would like to be in control, and your goal is to stop that by collecting the shiniest equipment you can find. Oh, that's basically real life. Yeah. That checks out. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. What could go wrong? Yeah. Sounds like life. Um, okay, well, cool. Um anything else, or should we cut over to Overwatch 2? We can we can do the, the Overwatch two announcement. All right, Overwatch two, uh, no release date that I know of, twenty twenty or something, or Jan- early twenty twenty. But um, I think this was leaked and rumored on the Reddit's and everything. Um, but Mr. Jeff uh, Kaplan was not happy about that. By the way, yeah, Papa Jeff was very uh, very upset. Uh, but Jan, what is? Uh, like I guess, give us this. What's the difference between Overwatch One and Overwatch Two? And I think Zach was asking before the show, "Do I have to buy it? Why would I buy it?" Well, I think um, for super fans like us, we enjoy the heroes and the character development, and uh, and it's basically a fresh paint of co- you know a fresh um, paint you know like like the heroes are getting new looks or an updated look. So that's that's kind of important. Um, th- they're almost like moving the f- the story forward. Like now, instead of like playing Overwatch, and we know why we get stories of how they disbanded and how they're trying to get together, and you know, you know, it, it's just coming coming things are coming together for this. So you get in this new game, you get story missions, and um, and you get hero missions. So it's not just like like the 6v6 that we've been doing for the last two and a half years, you know, just banging our heads, <laughs> trying to <laughs> playing pretty much all these maps and stuff. So now it, there's a story element to the, uh, to Overwatch 2 that wasn't there before. I mean, it, it was before as in like in the arcades where they have like special, um, uh, what was that? What would you call like, it? Like, like holiday events or yeah, events. Yeah, so they would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would have. They, one of them usually comes around April or something. Talk about the archives, 
and that's whenever you're playing against you know um you group up together with like four players and you just you know go do a a mini raid let's say but um but it was fun so i think i think this overwatch 2 um when you do story missions or these hero missions which is great because hero missions actually allows your heroes to um to level up you actually level up your heroes so uh, I think one of the screenshots showed that you can go up to like level 25. Now, a lot of these screenshots are like in development, so it might change. So, but I think it's kind of cool that you can um, change the abilities of each hero, um, almost like a loadout, right? Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Um, there's a new um, PvP mode called Push, where you're just pushing this big old robot. I don't know his official name. Uh, <laughs> We watched some Twitch streamer and they're calling him Peter, but yeah, <laughs> I don't I think don't that's think that the was official real. name. I don't think that was real. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so it's basically it's, it's almost um, reminiscent of a mode that I play on Splatoon, where you're just trying to push, like, see w- what you can, what the the, the payload, how far, uh, who can push the payload the farthest, right? So, are there two opposing sides? Is like tug of war? Yeah, it's like tug of war. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But tug of war, and that so will you like cap the robot, and he'll start pushing an object slowly, and then you have to like defend it as it like winds through the level oh, or whatever. Okay. So it's kind of a, it's actually interesting because um, and and they demoed some new maps and stuff, and and the maps are going to have like kind of bigger flanking opportunities, which is kind of mm. cool because I think that'll bring out more hero abilities, you know? Um, uh, but, but this was this mode in particular, um, you know, instead of like two fights, like on the, the like capture maps where you have like a point a and a point B that you Mm -hmm. capture or King of the Hill kind of maps where you have one point that you're defending. This is just going to be kind of like you push this guy or this robot and, or you like get next to him, you control the robot and then, you'll probably have like, you know, five fights in the next, you know, like to the next point, you know? And so I think it could be really cool, more action packed than what we're used to, to be honest, because a lot of overwatch is like, okay, let's all get set up. Let's set up, you know, but this will have a lot more like stall, 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 shortcut, you know, fight, fight. So I, I felt like the, whatever, I guess we saw like, a lot of streamers play, but it was either like a, you know, blowout or like it did nothing sort of thing. So I don't know. It'll be curious to see where this mode goes, but, but I think the PVE, the player versus enemy stuff, like the story mode, I think it's going to be cool for two reasons. The, I, I mean, it's so easy to get tilted in overwatch. Cause you like depend on other people to have fun. Uh, strange you depend on strangers to have fun uh teenagers and they're terrible um but the this this should be a lot more like casual you know or or like let's just hop into this and play and blow some things up and you know get a bit of story or whatever with it too because i can see where you know if you were in charge of the lore of overwatch and it's so like character driven you know they only have a few points a year they can inject story you know they don't you know but for a game that's made of characters like cartoon characters you'd think you know i don't know it just needs more opportunity to tell stories so i think this mode's gonna be pretty cool but um but we'll see i mean it could also be super boring or super on rails who knows but um i really hope it's not on rails i really hope that there is like you know that that character chase like you can like the example they have is like um level like i mentioned like leveling up your hero's abilities Mm -hmm. and like let's say you have like you can like you have like you play tracer and you can like modify her post bomb like yeah maybe maybe and 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 maybe there's like an ex like i think the description said Mm -hmm. they're like maybe a secondary explosion can happen instead of just dropping it on one hero and it blows up whatever i i think that's kind of cool because it kind of changes the way um your hero plays it's almost like you can have it's almost like a different play style each time um and they did mention that these levels um leveling up these heroes in the hero missions does not carry over comp 
So if you're playing competition, then um, you're still you're those levels don't exist. So you're just playing with what what how how the heroes kitted already. Right? Do you think that's trying to separate two different audiences, like attract a PVE crowd that just likes to do that, or uh, do you think like multiplayer people are going to ignore PVE because otherwise you're doing double grind for I assume for unlocks if that's if that if I understood the first part of how this is supposed to be structured. Well, it's kind of uh, like what it's kind of like what Dave mentioned. Like when we play comp or even quick play, something like we we get kind of mad about the way certain things are going. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. Most times it feels like it never goes your way. But I think, um, like if you if if you know, it's almost like you can just you. The, I I in my for me, I really enjoy these heroes. I really like playing the game. But you know, if if it can separate me away from all this oh, from the compet- uh, competition standpoint, then oh, I can just you know run out and play this PVE and do a run on like their no sector or their or you know talent stuff and just blast stuff that way while still playing Overwatch, right? So I don't know. I, I think I think it has like it's sort of. I mean, it's like horde mode, you know. So it's almost like. Uh, Diablo or something, but not, but in a first person shooter, you know, or Halo or something. I think they referenced what, like space, uh, <laughs> space, uh, army man or something anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but I think it'll like be these kind of like kind of raid sort of things where you team up with people and just go play and fight. So, but I don't, you know, Again, I haven't played Diablo much, so I really don't know, but I think it has the potential. And then the fact that it's Blizzard is like, this is their bread and butter, so they should know how to do this pretty well mm-hmm. is is also the thing. Maybe even better than, like, Destiny, you know? Well, and having having had, like, Bungie be a part of the family for a while probably rubbed... Probably a lot of stuff rubbed off, uh, you know, in terms of like design concepts, because having, I think one of the things that like turned me off to the, the lit ladder versions of Overwatch was just them constantly retooling the, uh, the characters. Um, but the idea that there's like, kind of like in the first, um, Titanfall or call, which really actually comes from Call of Duty is the idea that you have like uh, configurable loadouts for the characters. So each character can have like, you know, three or four abilities that tie into their, you know, their primary and secondaries, their mm-hmm. cool offs and all that. Like that, that's something that is familiar and they can tweak that stuff without like you having to kind of like reorient how you play, you know, whoever whoever they've decided to rework like uh oh gosh like a new may or something yeah yeah or like torbjorn where they like took the they took the over the overheat the like supercharged up system and then dumped that into uh the floor is lava <laughs> yeah floor, floor is, is lava, lava mechanic <laughs> um just stuff like that like um it's It'll be, I think that would be the most more interesting part is that like you don't lose anything like overheat Torbjorn is still valid and the floor is lava Torbjorn is also still valid, but they can exist in, you know, in a match together without any, you know, with varying degrees of success. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like the, the like loadout stuff is coming to competitive exactly. Um, they didn't really say, um, and I don't think it will yet. Um, but I'd be curious, like, yeah, it'd be like, you know, if you had two different Torbjorns on the, on the screen, what would happen or, mm-hmm. you know, and I think too, they've, they finally realized like we, like they have the two, two, two roll lock now in overwatch. So it's like two tanks, two damage and two support. Mm-hmm. Like you have to pick those roles to play quick play or uh, competitive and, I think that is sort of like nor like normalizing the game a bit or, or mm-hmm. at least like defining the game, which is kind of weird. Like you're five years into the game and it's finally like, okay, here's the rules about the game. Um, but I think yeah. it, uh, I, I think it's going to, I don't know. I, I think like now that there's rules about who plays what, 
um, in, in the configurations, I think you're going to see like less um, hero volatility. I think, I think there's going to be a little bit here while it all normalizes and they like nerf and buff the right people. Um, but now that there's defined roles and you can, can't have like 20, you know, six damage and <laughs> versus six yeah. healers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to make, it's going to stabilize all the, the character volatility quite a bit. So um, I think we've already seen it now. There's been quite a few changes, but they're mostly for the good. Um, I don't know. At, at this minute, Tracer's really overpowered, which is good to see. Like she can actually kill somebody again, but like, it's just, you know, stuff like that. It's like, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's getting better. So, um, but I, I'll probably buy Overwatch too, just cause a, I like Overwatch and B, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind those, uh, whatever cinematic, uh, things, but, uh, the PVE stuff, but yeah, I don't know. In the good graphics, I'm kind of curious. I was trying to research like what they kept going, Oh, better graphics. And they show like some characters, you know, but being a developer, I'm like, what is different about the graphics, you know? And I assume it's like ray tracing and stuff like you need a graphics card for or something. But I was just kind of like, you know, but if you think about it, that they started developing Overwatch, like what, like 10 years ago or something. So yeah, just about, yeah, it used to be, it was project Titan. I believe it was supposed to be an MMO. So that game engine is, is like 10 years old, basically, you know? So like they had the, the, and the character designs are 10 years old and yeah, I mean, they've maybe modded them up a bit, but I mean, uh, at least six years old or something like that. So five, six years old. So I think it'll be cool to, I don't know, you know, I mean, you think about how much websites or any kind of technology has gotten better in the last five years. It's so great, but I think they'll, I think it'll be cool and run smoother and, you know, so I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is supposed to be a quick one, but we talked about blizzard, uh, for 27 minutes. So we will, uh, cut over to our, uh, weekly ish standup. Um, this is not, it's turning into a monthly show, but pay no mind. We'll, we do these when we want to. <laughs> so, um, Zach, how is your uh, gaming uh, this, this uh, time? Uh, so in keeping with the, the theme of the show, I really honestly haven't had much time for gaming. I've been able to maintain one, uh, one slot over the last two weeks, and that's my Sunday night Divinity 2 with my brother. We are now 68 hours into the div- into. Did I say Divinity? Yeah, Divinity 2. And we're getting close to like the end of the halfway point of the game. Um, And it's... I've learned something really interesting about the game in general, and that is that the RNG is... uh, I think they have a salt calculator in it. Like... Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, like, like certain fights depending on like the level. So like with like a one or two level gap, you'll have the, depending on how you go into it. One time you play it, you might just get totally stomped all over. The next time you play it, you might totally dominate. It's just really strange. It seems like every time like my brother and I get into like a good groove or whatever, there's going to be a fight that we have to do like essentially more than once, but for no apparent reason other than like, one of the characters got uh, one of the enemies had one extra uh, uh, whatever AP point that could like do another ability, one more ability than we could to, uh, you know, to get ahead of us or something like that in their damage output. So uh, it's been good. But like if if you're somebody who would uh, w- wants to play a a a more balanced RPG, I think that uh, playing it on the not Playing it on easier will be more fun uh, because if you play it on classic, it is just, uh, so it is salty. It is very salty. Weren't you, I mean, I'm trying to remember when you kind of, and they have this for their switch and stuff now too. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, but you were right. saying, um, isn't it kind of like, ah, I forget if it was this game or a different game where, where like you felt like they were like buffing, the characters against you just to beat you. Does that make sense? You're like, 
the AI just like got too smart kind of. Yeah. Or it's like, it like is randomly overpowered. Randomly overpowered. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like the game, the, the engine will, like I said, the RNG will just be like, all right, we're going to add 5% salt, which will just screw you out of whatever thing you're trying to accomplish right now. Mm -hmm. And then you like turn it off and come back to it and that you won't experience that same thing in the exactly the same way. Okay. Okay. So the kind of procedural part of it is really kind of, I don't know, iffy or whatever. Yeah. It's a little, well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I I don't want to say something like it's, it's smart, but they definitely like, I feel like they let the engine decide when it wants to crank up its internal difficulty curve. Okay, okay. It'll just like spike you every once in a while and just be like, no, you're, it, you should be able to do this, but we're not going to let you basically. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. I, I played an RPG too. So I have some, I have different, but similar thoughts, but <laughs> we, we can get to it or I yeah. can go right now. But yeah, but that, um, uh, do you feel like you have fun in that game? I played that game for the first three hours and I, I think I fell asleep. I had to take a nap. Because the story was going so slow. So there's like, I think there's a lot of fun ideas buried beneath a lot of uh, dirt digging. It like, you like that, that feeling of like you not making any progress. So like short, short answer to your question is I'm having fun with it because I'm playing it with my brother. Um, If I wasn't playing it with him, I would probably get rid of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably my thing. I played it by myself. I was soloing it. I was like, "What is going on here?" You it's know? <laughs> super obtuse. I, that it's also like it's a game that has like it's for people who want no hand holding. And if you are not familiar at all with the Divinity universe, it, it, it the inverse of Diablo. Like, there's lore stuff that like there's this thing like uh, elves are cannibals. Like that's how they find out information. They don't like, you don't know this, but you, that's why like in the game, like sometimes you'll randomly find like quote unquote body parts. (laughs) (laughs) If you're an, if you're using an elf character, they'll eat them. And the part will tell you something about the character. Like it's like you're communing with their spirit. But you wouldn't know that unless you do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. So you like walk past a body part and it's like, eat it. And you're like, Probably not. <laughs> Hard pass, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've played enough D&D to know you don't eat rotting meat. You don't the- eat somebody's foot. That's rude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Jan, if you're, if you're not playing it with somebody, either crank it down to easy and look up, feel no shame in looking up a game FAQ. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or. Uh, game FAQ on this. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh <laughs> May long may they rain. Uh, or just yeah, I move to something that's uh, like honestly, play Dragon Quest. Just skip over Divinity. Okay, that sounds good. Fair enough. All right, all right. Well, cool. You anything else? You uh, got any plans to play games or uh, or or blockers? Uh, blockers right now is just like work, getting time to like to play uh i'm planning to play some dragon quest we're about to take a trip out of town so that means uh switch is coming with me and switch is my it's my it's my buddy um only only game that i'm like kind of feverishly wanting to play is the walking simulator uh death stranding oh yeah that's out huh yeah well is it out or is it it should be out soon yeah it's just about super Mm -hmm. close we're like a week or so away Oh man, I'm very curious about that game. Yeah, <laughs> I am very curious. I'll have to buy a PlayStation. Darn it! Well, no, it's got a PC release date. Oh, really? Yeah. So lucky Death Stranding people. Now that Kojima is is off the leash, he is just he's. There's going to be a PC release soon. So if you don't have a PlayStation, don't run out and buy a PlayStation. You can you can hold out a little bit. It'll be on a Gabe store pretty soon. Yeah, Whoa. I think it's projected to be early summer 2020. Yeah. So there's you got some time. Plenty of time to finish Zelda. 
Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> no. All right. Well, cool. Uh, I I can go. Um, yeah. uh, so I played two games this week, which is pretty good. Like that's pretty good. It's pretty good for me. Let's be honest. So uh, after beating Zelda and awakening the Windfished, um, <laughs> I, uh, I I went out and I bought Nino Kuni the. Something of the White Witch, Tale of the White Witch, or something, Curse of the White Curse. Witch. Curse. Um, and I played this. I, w- I took a business trip to San Francisco for a conference and played it on the plane for about two and a half hours or so. Um, and then played it on the way back. I did have a situation, classic RPG situation, where I did not save. And oh, so no. I had, or like, I lost a save or what? I, the device went to sleep. And the next time I opened it up, it like, you know, it's like, Oh, I'll start over, you know? So I lost a little bit of time. So I had to like backtrack about a half an hour. That's a bummer. Mm. Um, but whatever, classic, classic RPG tales. Um, but this game is great. I mean, I, for four hours, I feel like I've been like walking, controlling a Miyazaki anime, like, mm-hmm. like it is just fantastic. It, every detail taken care of every, it's so great. It is so great. And like the first kind of, uh, you know, you get in there and like, there's the story of like the real world. And then you go to this fantasy world. The real world story is just depressing as all get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a real Miyazaki movie. Um, <laughs> but then you go in the fantasy world and you're like, you have this, like, I, I guess he's a fairy, but he's like, you know, he, he's this dude who, uh, like has a lantern for a nose. He's, he's kind of weird, kind of Pokemon-ish. Talking about um, Drippy? Drippy, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I'm playing it in Japanese with English subs. Ooh, um, yeah. Subs, Pants. not dubs. Uh, but what's really cool is he, his accent is like very, very Kansai. Like, mm-hmm. and, and even like, an, which is Western J- Japanese, like kind of the dirty Japanese. And then on top of that, it's very like Oyaji, which is kind of old man, <laughs> old man talk. So he's almost like a manzai. If uh, that's like yeah. Japanese comedian um, from like the, the, the West coast Western Japan. Um, but he's, it's so good. And and I just, it's like, I know this guy, I know I worked with this guy. I know this guy totally hundred percent. So it's, that's all fun, like very nostalgic. And then like, there's a scene where you meet this King and he's a giant cat. I'm hopefully not spoiling too much, but um, he's a giant cat and it's just amazing. It is just phenomenal. It, I, I was like, I love this. This is really great. I, I have not picked it up again because I just, it's so much effort for me to like <laughs> sit down with the switch and stuff and time. But I really, really do want to like continue this game and get as far as I can. I'm about four hours in. So one tenth of the main campaign, if I'm <laughs> in theory speed running and I'm not. Um, Did you uh, pick up your first, uh, they call them not emotions, but em- empathies or something? Oh, the like little uh, dudes that fight with you. Um, yeah, they also uh, contribute like a uh, uh, like when you communicate with other characters, they should contribute some sort of like emotional because you have an ability to like affect people's feelings. Oh yeah, I don't know. I think I have something like that, but I can't. I actually don't know if I do. So um, there's a lot about this like detecting people's emotions thing. So I have that, but I don't, I don't know if I have what you're talking about exactly, but okay. you're, you're um, pretty close. You're, you're like right around the corner too. I think then. I'm really close. Um, but it's, uh, I'm in like my first dungeon. Um, <clears throat> but one thing that's interesting, or I don't know, this is just JRPG or RPG in general. Um, you know how like you, you, you have to like grind, right? at the beginning. So you fight a bunch of level ones, right? Like mm-hmm. fight, fight, fight. And now you're level two, fight, fight, fight. Now you're level three. Like it's, it's good and it's bad, but like by like level seven, I'm tired of the fighting mechanic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know there's, is it like a constant grind? Um, it's, it's just sort of like, you know, every fight's a fight, you know, like you have mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, yeah. And, and the, the fight 
in this game is very real time. Like you have to like really, it's not like turn based. It's, it's, I think there is a bit of turn based, but it's like, it's very real time. Like you have to manage your characters and swap them out. And when they get low and stuff like that, and, um, and you share energy. So like you don't have like, you just have one energy bucket and stuff like that. So, um, I'm, I'm learning. It's a lot of management in the fight, but I just sort of feel like, um, when you're in the fight, you're, you're or like by like level five, I'm, I'm like tired of fighting. You know what I mean? <laughs> <clears throat> There's still a lot of fighting left, but I'll figure it out. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so this game is great. Um, I, I'd recommend picking it up, but I'm really glad I have it. But um, another game, I didn't expect to play this, but um, I I went on a YouTube bender um, watching uh, this one guy named Biffa on YouTube, and he plays City Skylines, right? The game City Skylines. Yep. And he just fixes traffic in these games, and it is so tranquil and so surreal and and it's just beautiful if i can say that it is just beautiful he just goes through he fixes traffic and then he's like look i got the traffic from like you know like 95 percent or like five percent throughput to like 80 percent throughput and it's just it's just that's so beautiful to me on many levels of like engineering and stuff like that. The answer is always roundabouts and mass transit, of course, but, <laughs> um, but it's, it's just so great. And, and I, I watched, I literally 40, 50, 60 videos of this guy make fixing traffic in town. I could check my YouTube history. It's, it's obscene how much I've watched. Um, but I finally downloaded city skylines and started playing and, uh, it's great. I'm having fun, but like I, I jumped into this first level I made or whatever. And I was like, don't build Austin. Don't build Austin. Don't build Austin. You know, like one big road in the middle with a bunch of traffic. Yeah. And I built Austin. So uh, you know, basically built Austin. <laughs> Dave was streaming on Discord and I was able to watch a little bit what? of it. It is, a, it is a really good looking game for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how is the Switch? Out of curiosity, the Switch controls, like, like oh, uh, I got it on PC, so oh, I got, got the P- oh. yeah. Sorry, that way I could do all the mods and the Steam I workshops see. and yeah. all that. That's what I wanted: traffic mods. But, um, but yeah, I I mean, I would like to see it on Switch. Maybe I think it has demo you can download. Mm-hmm. But I need um, to download that. But it was a. Uh, but I'm I'm happy to have it on PC. It's going to be kind of maybe my chill out game when I just need a break from everything. So, um, but yeah, so those so I started playing City Skylines unexpectedly, but that's it. And that means, are you ready for this? I accomplished my gaming objectives for 2019. I had a oh. I had a I wanted to read 20 books and play 20 games. Or, sorry, 20 books and 19 games for 2019. And I did it. Oh, so, nice. Um, Congrats. Yeah. So I'm there. I did it. Um, <laughs> I'm a champion. Um, so yeah, I'm going to keep playing these. I do have a blocker. My back is out. This is an old man thing. Like my back is totally out. It's so it super sucks. So uh, the only chair that is comfortable to sit in in my house is my desk chair. <laughs> so um <laughs> So I just sit down and I play Overwatch. So that's what I've been playing more than the other games. So, well, what you need to do, Dave, is get you that Lazy Boy chair and Overwatch on Switch. Okay, I'm gonna get a recliner. I'm gonna play Nino Kuni Overwatch. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) Good. You like one prescription to go to IKEA and buy a two hundred dollar recliner. I'm gonna do it. So, all right. I'm done. Jan, tell us about your uh, gaming week, month. All right. Well, um, I didn't have that much time either because um, it, it's not a major blocker, but I went and I went to Europe for um, okay, uh, for like 12 days. And so uh, I didn't get a chance. I, I did take my Switch with me. So, um and I usually don't, I was debating whether I should take my 3DS or my Switch and the Switch went out and, and, and I've played Dragon Quest 11. Mm-hmm. 
and um, it's um, it took a while, but uh, I is is uh, I okay. I love like um, uh, RPG games, you know, Ella, like Final Fantasy or um, or or even like Children of Mana or something like that, right? But Dragon Quest, it, um, this is my first Dragon Quest, and so far it's been fun. Uh, I feel like um, I am playing some anime cartoon, uh, not as um, not as beautiful look as Neo Kunio, but it's still, you know, I don't know who's the artist for Dragon Quest. Zach, you know, off the top of your head, oh, it's Toriyama, Akira Toriyama. There you go. So, um, it's nice. I mean, <laughs> these eyes are. Stuff, dude. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that dude is like our childhood, right? Like Dragon Ball Z and all the Dragon Quest designs and Chrono Trigger on uh, Super Nintendo. I mean, he was like the. So this person is, is responsible for all the big eyes. He, he's just one of those guys that's just like, he's had his hands in like so much media from the 80s to now that like, mm-hmm. I don't know, his fingerprints are in a lot of places, but yeah, I don't know. I, I could wax sardonic about it, but let's, let's stick to mm-hmm. how, so you're, you're getting into it and it's yes, first. I'm okay. getting to it. Yeah, I am. Um, I think I'm. I think I am eight hours in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was how, as much time I was able to squeeze in between naps and stuff on the plane ride. Uh, but it's a. I, I, what I like about this game is that I can play a chunk of it and feel accomplished. Right, like like I don't have to like constantly grind. Like I can. It's almost. Uh, it was some, one of the reviewers online kind of recommend it. just play like an hour or two a day mm-hmm. uh, like before you go to bed or something because it kind of tells you like a little story each time you go to um, a major checkpoint so i really appreciate that part of the game it's really linear actually it's, it's a lot more linear than than i thought it was gonna be i you know like for quote open world um it, it, it it's almost like you go to each quest takes you to um to to progress the story and i'm like oh my, i'm actually okay with that because sometimes open world i'm too busy worry about like side quests right i'm like i'm just stuck on side quests i don't ever just sit on the main quest so um so th- you know this game's fun um i am I, i'm still trying to like level my character up so i'm not i'm during battle is i'm just destroying like w- w- like these pickle monsters like they literally are pickle monsters (laughs) oh they're a cucumber Cucumber. it's the one that like when it dies it like hit its spear like falls into its face or something Mm -hmm. yeah it's really comical it's actually pretty cool it's funny when i first saw it but um but you know um i i I haven't got uh, back into the dragon quest world uh, once i you know came back from my trip but i hope to play some of it um resume playing it whenever i go visit family up um, in amarillo so uh so there's that and and the another game that i recently played was luigi's mansion Ooh. Um, oh yeah but, I did, but it, it's fun it's um so this is actually i didn't get luigi's mansion three which is on the Switch that just oh, recently released. I'm playing the one on the 3DS. It's like a Switcheroo. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna tell us all about your adventures with Gooigi, but no. Well, Gooigi is in Luigi's Mansion, but he's um he's like a a, a co-op character. Huh. So yeah. Mm. So if if I if I'm playing with somebody else, they can play as Gooigi. But for Dude, now, that's it's just me. Dope. I'll be your Gooigi. you know like i think this is a really good game like um you're you're playing as luigi which is rare and um it's actually they nailed the way this game is designed they nailed like the spookiness of it It, it, is actually there's there's been some times whenever i'm like like one of the mechanics of the game is that you go through you shake you open up dressers and you open up drawers and then maybe a, a ghost pop out but it's almost like um I, I, what was I, I was thinking? I was thinking like uh the jack in a box effect, right? You're like, okay, I'm gonna open this, something's gonna jump out at me, and then nothing happens, and then you just go on with your business, and then all of a sudden you shake something, and then boom, like a ghost pops out. And and then the way the the game is like Luigi's animated, he's just frantic, you know, he has this he has this like 
um, like Ghostbuster light gun. It, mm-hmm. I think it's called the Poltergust three thousand or something like that. Yeah. And he's just trying to suck in this ghost. It's actually, I, I I'm really excited. I can't wait to play the Switch version so I can see the high def graphics. But it's um it's it's a really charming game. Is I feel like this this is a game that people can play together during Halloween week and um it just it, it's short it's it's not that long you can finish this game in like 4 hours probably yeah so, all right um i'm halfway done um i um haven't found the the scary um ghost baby yet but um once i once I see that, you know, then, <laughs> then I think I'm almost done. So oh, ghost babies, dude, I'm out. That's <laughs> All right. But I'm yeah, done. it's a fun game. I recommend it. Cool. Awesome. You got any uh, plans for future games or um, future games? Um, oh, man, I don't know. I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say, but I, I am. I think I'm, I can't wait to play Pokemon, the the, ne- the new version that's coming Sword out for the Switch. Shield. Sword mm. and Shield, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely um, go catch me some Pokemons and <laughs> in high death. So I'm looking forward to playing that. <laughs> I haven't told my kids about it, but I I really think they'd like it. Um, yeah. So I might have to do that. Yeah, Wicked wouldn't like Pokemon. I mean, the whole idea that you're gonna go collect. And play and battle adorable little animals just sounds that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. You you uh enslave these oh, tiny animals and see. uh word choice. And, <laughs> them and fight them in a I don't know. In duels. <laughs> sort of a cockfighting kind of premise. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. What could go wrong? What could what, what? that's a game for kids. Yeah. Good, so. good games, everybody. Way to train, <laughs> yeah. way to train your children. <laughs> well, and, you know, and what it comes from, I at least I think I don't know. Zach may have different opinions, but like, feels like it comes from like the like like Japanese thing where like all the kids have like a little beetle, you know, like yeah. in a cage or whatever. Like you collect beetles, and uh, every Japanese kid that I ever met had one. Um, and I wonder if it's like related to that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm sure it comes directly from that, that whole premise. Cause there was all those games with the, the kids have all those games with the Beatles fighting each other. Like mm-hmm. prior to Pokemon's emergence. So like, yeah. I can't imagine that it's not that way. I got to think, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so not as nefarious. It's got innocent, more innocent uh, um, backgrounds. So, all right. Well, we should wrap it up. Y'all have anything else you'd like to say? Um, I think, thank y'all for downloading this in, in your podcatcher. Be sure to start favorite it up, uh, share, follow us on Twitter, aside underscore tw- quest, uh, share it with your friends. Uh, let us know what games you're playing. Um, yeah. Y'all, anything else y'all, y'all want to say? No, no. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Well, uh, good luck. Have fun.